Good morning to Dance Pop today. <laughs> Good morning, Pedro. This is all special for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome to the show Coffee Time with Marie Teresa and CPA. Um, if you are returning to the show, welcome back. If you're new, give us a thumbs up or a hands up in the chat so we know you are new. Uh, of course, we know as listeners, we, you know, you would not be able to do that. Please, 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 please make sure to subscribe and like so we still know that you are there. Um, on any of the channels that you are watching us on, um, so, so, you know, so you get all the alerts when we're going to go live. And I don't know if you realize today we kind of had a, a, some technical issues, so we had to go live a little bit late. But we're so committed so anyway but in usually we would go live thursdays 10 a.m eastern time uh on facebook uh youtube and linkedin on marie teresian cpa page uh i'm your host marie teresian i'm a cfo an auditor a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant i use my proprietary methodology valuation mt to help business owners that reach their first million uh to 10x their profits and with that, I also have an e-course available for those of you that have not reached that first million to help yourselves get ready for that million. Uh, you can find that program on the privatelab.biz slash programs. I'm also a Grand Cardone licensee and I coach businesses in sales, marketing, uh, money mindset, and finance. And you can find some of my business coaching plans uh, on the privatelab.biz slash plan dash pricing. <clears throat> I'm also the author of a couple of books, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. Those books are available to you at the profitlab.biz slash shop. As always, I'm joined by my friend and tax colleague, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we're laughing because, you know, this is like an inside thing. And if you, you know, we're going to talk about it. It's like Pedro, you know, being on the tax side, you know, this is like to, this today is a very special day. We're going to talk about in a minute, but yeah. I'm going to let Pedro introduce himself as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, CPA, your business and tax strategist, uh, helping you uh, as an entrepreneur, as an investor in the areas of taxation, uh, minimizing taxation. Uh, improving your cash flow and developing exit strategies. So we go beyond the basics. If you are, you know, serious about growth, uh, you know, just reach out. We can help you develop uh, strategies that can help you reach uh, those financial goals. We have uh, the uh, real estate investor guide, uh, which is also available uh, for those who are interested in either expanding their knowledge about real estate taxation, how to save uh, on taxes. And uh, or those of you that are uh, either new or, or, you know, somebody that might want to expand it in their understanding. You, you'd be surprised how many things out there, how many people we come across that have been doing. In, uh, they, they get a big surprise when they see that they've been overpaying in taxes, so, even after many years. So, uh, yeah, there's always room for improvement. Don't Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to kind of read out, you know, where they can find your real estate book, just for the listeners, uh, Pedro, you can find uh, Pedro's The Real Estate Investor's Tax Strategy Guide on pedrocpa.com slash the real estate investor guide. So that's pedrocpa.com, the real estate uh, investor guide. So, with, yeah, before we start today's, uh, you know, conversation, just again, 
we always do a quick summary of what we talked about in the past episodes. Today, by the way, is our 50th episode. That's 50 Thursday commitments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, rain or shine, you know, tech problems or not, we are here to serve you. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so in the past, we've talked about, you know, financial analysis. Uh, we've talked about employee tax credits. Uh, uh, employee tax retention credit, my apologies, um, each investor visa requirements, business plans and projections. We've talked about motivation, discipline, goals, all the different things that would help an entrepreneur in their business. Uh, we've talked about inventory management, which is a really, really big thing. Not a lot of people talk about it. Inventory management is a very, very big area. Uh, and it needs a lot of attention. Uh, we've also talked about the different 1099 forms, 1096 forms. We've talked about partnership partnership sale uh we've we've also recently talked about um foreign you know uh you know investors having an ein here we've talked about how to record an uh, employee tax retention credit when you receive it uh or more like when you when you realize that you you should receive it and then uh, of course we talked about fa uh, factoring receivables so today we want to focus on one of the biggest things today's date is september 15th and there's exactly. a big relevance to it, right, Pedro? <laughs> exactly. Because I'm sure a lot of people are like, you know, you'll be surprised how many people uh, still, after so many years, when you tell them today is a deadline, they're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because, you know, you, they follow those extensions back in March and you keep, you know, reaching out and then it's like, I'm yep. just telling you, they put it like in the back burner. They throw it away. It's like, I don't want to think about it. And uh, here we come. <laughs> it's time to file, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. So all of all of you who have S-Corps and you filed your extensions, today is the day. You have to file. So, Pedro, what happens when they don't file? They go to jail. <laughs> I love this side of Pedro. I like it. I like it. On the edge a little bit because Pedro hasn't slept all night because he needs to be committed to filing your taxes. Exactly. So no, no, but it's, uh, no, there is a there is a penalty, fa failure to file penalty, and uh, <laughs> there is a penalty there. It's uh, two hundred and uh, I think it's two hundred and ten dollars per per month up to twelve months. So for every month, so. The other thing to keep in mind that is not prorated uh, by day, meaning that you file the day after it, they charge you the penalty for the full month. Understood. Okay. Awesome. So awesome. There's, yeah, there's no proration on that. So. Understood. Um, so with that, so at this point, anyone that is delayed, they should really try to get it done as soon as possible. And then, of course, the next deadline that they should pay attention to is the October 15, which is Correct. for mostly individuals. Yes, exactly. And the individuals are the filed extensions, uh, C corporations. So today's uh, date is, in essence, uh, the way the easy word to remember is kind of the pass through entities, uh, you know, your, your partnerships, uh, your S corps, your uh, trusts. Are due today. Understood. Yeah, Understood. Calendar, calendar year. You know what I mean. So we're assuming right now we're discussing this calendar year, and then uh, uh, October fifteenth will be your C corps and uh, your individuals. Understood. That this is awesome. So people, everybody, don't wait till last minute. Well, and really, really, 
the reason we end up pulling long nighters <laughs> or more like all nighters <laughs> is because you know everybody waits until the last minute and then they want their tax accountants or filers to do this magic of doing things you know uh on time so i think the responsibility at the end of the day is on the taxpayer not the filer so let's just put it out there and not being sarcastic here but just truly the the burden is on you the taxpayer so it is your responsibility to provide documents in a timely manner so the tax filer the tax preparer the, the 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 accountant the cpa would actually be able to schedule you within their process of uh filing and uh, so when you see your tax uh, cpa accountant please give him some love a big hug. You don't know uh, some of the, the challenges uh, and the efforts are, are being made uh, to yes uh, to help uh, their clients uh, avoid those penalties. But again, like you said, the responsibility is really on the taxpayer. The client is the one that has to provide the information on time and to give adequate time uh, to the preparer to do it correctly. You know what I mean? Because yep. again, uh, and then you know when you receive those notices then keep in mind that if for some reason you provided the information late, incomplete, and you rushed or pushed uh, for filing because you wanted to avoid a $200 uh, penalty, mm -hmm. you receive a, a $3,000 uh, 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 adjustment, then don't get upset. Just realize that this is part of the process. I mean, it either, either gets done fast and potentially with errors, Right, done, right. You know, it's done with time and, and, and time to digest it. So then you digest it and have a nice, uh, you know, a nice meal. It's like when you try to, you know, gulp down a, a big meal and then you, you're, and you're you know, choke on it. You're <laughs> on it. Exactly. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I mean, you need to, if you want it done correctly, it, it, it takes uh, time. You know what I mean? And again, we have said it many, many times that the whole thing is about record keeping and bookkeeping. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you do this on time, see, like right now, if you're not have done, not done your 2022 accounting, now's the time to do it. Don't wait until January. Yes. Or, you know, now is the time because now is when most of the, the tax preparers, you know, and if you're a tax preparer or your bookkeeper also does tax preparation, you know, the fourth quarter is probably the, a little more time to devote to, you know, help you, we can, you know, recreate some of the, the, the history of the 2022. Coming in uh, March uh, 1st uh, to try to do the whole year 2022 is, can end up in disaster. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you're trying this to slam uh, the, this process and push it because I don't want to file an extension. Right, you know? right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And then, um, and then it, which brings me to, you know, those business owners that have multiple businesses they, they need to pay attention to this quite a lot because a lot of times they have multiple businesses and each one of them is being done in different ways. Uh, too many people have touched the books. They made too many changes mm -hmm. and then they rush to file and they want it done right away. But then as, as accountants, we also have to make sure that what we're filing makes sense. We have a comfort level with the numbers you're giving us. We don't audit them, but we do need to have certain amount of comfort with the numbers you're providing that they make sense. So, uh, right, right, Pedro. <laughs> no, you're right, and this is something again that, that I would say any uh, serious uh, tax advisor, 
uh, accountant, uh, you know, CPA that is committed to their profession, it's going to take time because remember, we are signing this also. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, it, uh, yes, uh, the ultimate responsibility is the, the, the taxpayer, but uh, we take it, you know, we take it seriously. So we want to make sure. And, and uh, li listen, this is also for your own good. You know, if you go through one of these, uh, you know, uh, tax mills, I mean, that they're just pushing the numbers, they'll process right. it. And this is another thing, you know, it's unfair for you to go to one of your, either your accountant or your tax pre preparer and criticize the fact that they're taking the time to analyze your numbers, to, to process it, yeah. and asking you questions. It's, I'm telling you, it's better to be your accountant or your tax preparer asking you these questions and sometimes the tough questions and instead of an IRS agent <laughs> and asking you this question because it's not the same it's not the same approach and it's not gonna feel the same way so you know be glad that your accountant and your tax preparer is asking you this question say hey, about this show me the invoice let's, let's look at this transaction again why this way why why show me show me because we want to put in also in a way protect you i mean rather exactly adjustments now exactly think through the transaction now before we file yeah absolutely this yeah. is uh, something you said the key word is to protect you and that's exactly what i i had a conversation with a, a recent client where i'm working with another cpa assisting them uh, as they file taxes i was yeah. helping them with cleaning up books for their clients and you know <laughs> Being a, an auditor, you know, I just go through things like as if I'm an auditor, I'm just looking at everything. I'm questioning every single paper, you know, thing that I see. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually when I talked to the internal bookkeeper, she said, I was, she's like, I, I got so scared. I, I don't know. I was not sure how I would answer your questions. And I said, look, my intention was not to scare you. My intention was to help you protect you. <laughs> before someone else comes to look at these books right. i'm trying to make sure that you are audit ready to make sure that now you start thinking about the stuff that i'm asking so that as you're looking at 2022 because we're still cleaning up 2021 that you start thinking about these types of questions that are going to come your way yeah so it's a very very good thing that you said that's exactly what happened uh you know this this past past uh, couple of weeks now um so another thing i wanted to bring up pedro and and, and you jump in anytime um, so with also with these uh, business owners that have multiple businesses, they end up loaning one business to the other, all these different <laughs> intercompany loans. Yes. And then we're trying to do the taxes and you're like, what? Wait, the, who, how did you pay that? And then of course you try to ask for, let's say, can I see the copy of the check? Which were, well, that's going to be hard to pull out. Uh, well, yeah. I cannot prove anything then. I cannot say that, is this really a loan? Do you have a loan document? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and you're right. And it becomes chaos. <laughs> and uh, I know, you know, we already had the, the, the episode about the IRS and the, the increase in, in audits. Yes. And you're bringing up this, these topics that you're discussing right now. And those are serious topics that are in the, in the checklist of IRS agents, intercompany transfers, distributions, mm -hmm. you know, the money that is especially, which is very common of S corporation uh, shareholders, just extracting money out of their corporation. And uh, all of that is going to be heavily uh, scrutinized. So, and we already discussed this, uh, the, the highest risk is going to be the small uh, entrepreneurs. I know that they say, well, it's not intended to affect, uh, but 
really were the the highest probability to find audit adjustments it's yes. going to be in the, in the smaller companies because the larger corporation has a battalion of cpas attorneys right these numbers are double triple quadruple checked exactly and, uh, you know they'll be like you said do you have a loan agreement yes we have a loan agreement you know i transfer this money and it, you know they'll create a memorandums they'll create uh, minutes everything is is backed with uh, you know one transaction here's the backup for this yes because they have the resources for that now the smaller entrepreneur moves money from one end to the other they loan money they give money and they don't realize that at times it's, a, it's either loan it's a gift a gift has a, a tax implication uh oh, well, I exactly. just uh, you know i sent it to my brother and you know and there's no documentation just money's being shuffled right right, right. absolutely and, uh, anyway so there, there is uh that, that those are a high risk and again i keep emphasizing the importance of the documentation and it's hard to go back and i understand when you you mentioned you know it's hard yeah it is hard it's hard to go back uh you know now to ask you to go back to jan even january 2022 right right to go back and find a transaction uh but imagine if it's an irs agent you tell the irs agent uh oh it's hard yeah i need this documentation or i'll remove it you know what i mean i'll i'll, I'll consider right. it a non-deductible item or they'll look at it, it, it they'll count it against you you know what i mean so you have to support it so don't give me the the it's too hard as you know what i mean it's, it's you know we're doing this is to help you out now the other options that we file like i'm telling you you know how many uh uh audits we go through and it's the lack of documentation. Oh, you know, I don't know what the, my preparer did. You know. Because, oh yes, this is I mean? always this is coming up quite a lot. Yeah. This is coming up quite a lot. I don't know the prior accountant booked this yeah. entry. Why did you not question it? Correct. There's no supporting document. I can't take the same steps or understand why they did it that way. You told them a story at the time. Obviously, they made that entry based on that story. Now we yeah. nobody knows the story. Nobody exactly, and, you know. They claim exactly. that somehow the 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 preparer pulled that out of thin air, and it's like, but do you meet with it? Where did he get or she got this number? I don't know. I you know, what do you mean you don't know? I mean, what are you telling me that the the accountant or the preparer just pulled a number out of out of thin air? <laughs> One thousand, you know, three hundred and forty-four dollars. I mean, wh wh who comes up with that number? I mean, right, they, right, right, so, absolutely. There has to be, you know, uh, again, uh, the, the importance of documentation, the review, uh, you know, yes, we are time work very hard on our clients, but it's like coaching. I mean, you, you know, if you want improvements, we have to press, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Otherwise, we're, you know, I, and I tell people I'm not the CPA for everybody, you know what I mean? Right. But I'm not also going to be sitting around and, and, and just to watch you kind of, you know, blow up your business because I know what will happen later is, a you know, where, where were you, Pedro? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is, uh, like you said, the importance of uh, taking responsibility, uh, mm -hmm. having a good professional next to you. I mean, and, and I know that you press and you press and, and that's the right attitude. I mean, in, in the end, your, your, your clients need to be happy that you're there to, to push. Uh, right. because that's how you're going to see the results, either be a, as a business coach or, or <laughs> a, a, a business advisor 
you know, helping them with their accounting and the tax. I mean, it's good. You, that, that's what they're hiring you for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then here, I just want to make a quick note for other accountants uh, or, or CPAs that do end up making entries into their clients' books. I really highly recommend them attaching their work paper. I understand it's their work paper and for a bylaw, you know, they don't really have to, but when they attach it, they're also proving themselves that they've done the due diligence. So the client cannot say, oh, well, I don't know where they came up with it. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as the accountant is changed and that those numbers don't make sense, you know, now the books are being changed too many times. So I think by having a, a copy of that, you know, basic work there or the, or the explanation or documentation of what was done would really help out, you know. And uh, for me, I, I do that all the time. Um, I, you know, as an auditor, I'm always thinking someone should be able to, you know, look at the work and be able to repeat it. So, you know, so even if an IRS agent came in to look after, you know, okay, what is this for? Okay, I get it. I see the, the analysis that was done. Right. So there's an actual, uh, you know, support documents for each and every journal entry. And then you enter sometimes and, you know, some you look at some uh, accounting done by people that don't know how to use the system. Well, like whether it's QuickBooks or whatever, and they use journal entries. And I think we mentioned it in the prior episode where they overwhelm the system with so many journal entries with no support. Again, there's no support like there's no spreadsheet there's no support there's no documentation of any kind it's just a journal entry by itself so yep. really guys it has no meaning it's not a true deposit we don't know where to find that information you don't have internal documents this is really a massive red flag <laughs> so avoid yep. doing journal entries use the software like the way you're supposed to um and if you don't know ask someone or have the business owner hire a secondary person that can review the work and help guide this work so it's very important to have you know uh, at least one person doing entry the other one reviewing the work right yeah yeah no you're, you're right i mean uh, the the it should not be the, the especially major transactions when you know surprises me when a, a business owner has no recollection of what that you know what i mean say you know, it, it should not be happening. If, if that's the answer, that means that you have, right. you don't have the, the right connection with your, your advisor. Right. I mean, exactly. That, exactly. That's, that's what is happening. Yeah. For example, I know in one of the, 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 the books that I was looking at, um, the person eventually said this was, this was a big chunk of deposit came into from one company to the other company. Finally, it was like for fixed assets. Okay, great. What did you buy? Why is it recorded in notes receivable? You know, so it's like there, there's obviously a story there, and I'm, I'm maybe there's a valid story there. It's just that it's just not enough information, a, a, an email, a request, or something that proves what was discussed, why that check was written out, and why it was recorded that way. So you guys have to start thinking through all the support documents that you need to make mm -hmm. sure that when you're recording something, it makes sense. Um, we're close to the 30 minute mark, so we can have a, as another extension of this conversation. And I had it, uh, hybrid accounting, <laughs> especially this is a new hype, <laughs> hybrid accounting. <laughs> yeah, um, I really say just pick one. <laughs> That's my preference, but yeah. hybrid accounting. 
Yeah, no, you mentioned something about that. It's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll let you start and uh, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll add. Yeah, you can add on. So apparently, so hybrid accounting apparently is the combination of both cash and accrual basis accounting. So in hybrid accounting, uh, you know, you're basically using cash basis for everything with the exception of, let's say, inventory or, you know, you would have to then record accrual basis. So my, my thing is, if you were to record everything accrual basis, you can always remove any accrual effects and come up with your cash basis reports. Um, so by creating a, a double way of entering things, I think most people are confusing themselves a lot more than they should. That's my personal point of view. <laughs> and I think they're doing it because they want to have an, a mostly accrual basis accounting in their books, but then they want to do tax base for their taxes. They want to do cash basis accounting. So then they do this hybrid accounting in the books, but it makes it more difficult to, to track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that the, there was at one point something called the, the, you don't hear a lot, but it's called the modified cash basis. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, uh, this thing about the hybrid, uh, like you said, I mean, I, I don't either either keep your books on a cash basis uh, or accrual. I mean, it, it's really not that com complicated, right? In my opinion, I think if you have a good a good accountant, they can help you get it done mm -hmm. properly. You can have a different method for for tax and then have a book to tax difference, and again, that can be addressed. To, absolutely uh, you know a book to tax uh, adjustments absolutely uh, but this thing about the the hybrid is i guess that you can choose uh what thing is an accrual basis and which uh items are on a cash basis you know uh, i don't know i'm not yeah. I'm, i guess i'm not i'm not uh I'm, i have not come across uh much of that i see i I've seen it either you know mo most of the small businesses me, you know, with the exception of uh, those in retail that have inventory, right? You know, maybe if you're doing a lot of invoicing, you know, you should you should probably do if you're doing invoicing and uh, you should consider is the, the the accrual basis. I mean, that that is the allows you to yeah. account for your invoicings and 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 your payables. If you're if you're purely cash uh, type of business that. Uh, you know, you, you sell something, you collect it, and it, that, that's the end of the transaction. You know, like, in, in maybe a small amount of inventory, you know, right. places will, will, will suffice. It'll work. Right. And, and, yeah, I mean, if it's a very, very, very small inventory, like, you you know, let's say if they're doing less than a million, right? Let's say mm -hmm. the inventory is, is not even hitting a million dollars, like, you know, you could still use cash basis and you know recognize all the revenue when you sold them and then you you write off the cost of goods sold everything that you purchased so you know um and i think it's about working with the right knowledgeable you know bookkeeper or accountant that can actually do those for you um, one of the things that i noticed as well when people want to have an accrual basis quickbooks and uh so someone told me well, QuickBooks doesn't do accrual. I'm like, I, I get that, but it does somewhat of an accrual basis if you're recording the bills on a timely manner, 
if you are, uh, you know, recording the receivables in a timely manner. Now, it wouldn't do a payroll accrual for you per se, uh, but that's very easily, you know, accrued, let's say, off of QuickBooks for just the presentation purposes. So, you know, what they do is that they'll end up doing all these crazy entries into, uh, let's say, QuickBooks or the software that they're using, and then now the books are no longer, let's say, being run in both ways, cash or accrual. So I, I think the software should be used for the way they're meant to be. <laughs> That's my preference. And if someone really wants to go, you know, very extreme, you know, just have everything in a accrual basis, just you can do it always, uh, you know, off of, off of, uh, outside of uh, the software. Now there's other, um, uh, other softwares that you can do accruals very easily, but QuickBooks is not one of them for sure. I, I totally get that, but yeah, I think mixing stuff inside of a software that's not meant to do something is, is very difficult. And then yeah. trying to explain those different policies, accounting policies for to an auditor is just going to create more, uh, you know, questions, more red flags than anything. Yeah, if you if you reach a you know QuickBooks is a is a is a decent software. I mean, it just is not yeah. meant for every industry and every size of company. You probably get right. to a point that you probably outgrow QuickBooks, yes. and, then, and then you might have to move into another software. Exactly. Or uh, do something like you said. Uh, there's some add-ons that you can do to uh, enhance uh, what QuickBooks doesn't do well. I mean, there's right. like, uh, you know, inventory management software add-ons. There's uh, other, right, right, right. you know what I mean, that, that you can you can add, uh, you know, it, it, it will work. Uh, and then nowadays with a lot of the apps and, and things like that, I mean, there have been a lot of improvements, you know, like patches that they, they can add on to, to your QuickBooks. So then it enhances what QuickBooks is not necessarily originally designed to do, but there's this other external software that you can, you can, purchase and, and, and enhance what you already have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation today. Yeah. I'm sorry. Today, I'm, I was not very talkative, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, low on fuel. <laughs> That's okay. You you did great. You did great considering you, you, you've been working all night and, and you still have to work to, to wrap up, uh, you know, the final tax return filings for today. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, showing up and staying true to your commitments, my friend. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> and the same to you. Uh, you know, you have stayed uh, strong and uh, on the commitment. I encourage uh, the listeners and the viewers uh, to also to join you on the, on the Profit Lab uh, because there's uh, obviously different topics over there that are not covered here. And, right. Uh, the, right. You, you need to also be uh, again if you're serious about a serious entrepreneur. Uh, this is a good investment. You know what I mean? It's uh, gaining gaining uh, access to good information, solid information, and a time to be challenged. You know, you don't want a, a professional that is simply going to be a yes uh, man or yes woman. You know what I mean? Just to tell you, you're good, you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tap in the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you need uh, somebody that's going to times, uh, you know, challenge you and then shake you up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you mentioning that. So, uh, we usually on the Profit Lab podcast, which is similar to what we do here, it's a, it's a video, it's a show, and then we have the audio version as well. We'll invite entrepreneurs, business owners from different walks of life to tell their stories. So if uh, any of the listeners on this uh, show would you know, know of a business owner that should be on the other show, please make sure to 
have them uh, submit uh, an application to support at theprofitlab.biz. Good. Awesome. So with that, it is already at the 30-minute-plus mark. <laughs> and I want to leave uh, you guys with a quote from motivational speaker Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope we are two of the five people you are spending your time with uh, to learn and grow your business. Until the next episode, 51. <laughs> Have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. Awesome. Take care. Take care.